This is the Fourth Part Podcast, a podcast made by Freemasons to be enjoyed by all. The opinions of the hosts and the guests are their own and do not reflect any Grand Lodge stance or opinion. And now here are your hosts, the grumpiest past master and the OG Danielson. Welcome, everybody, to the Fourth Power Podcast. I am your host, the Grumpiest Past Master, and I have my co-hosts. The OG Danielson. And returning, we have a brother, Frank John Sforza. That's me. Thanks for joining us on the second episode. Thank you. It's an honor. A pleasure to be here, my brothers. So we were, we were talking about masonry, how you use it in life, right? And we talked about symbols that you like to use. The 24-inch gauge is a big one. Have you ever heard of... The scarret. You ever heard of that symbol? No, what's that? So the Masonic scarret that I gave this to Danny once. The scarret is, for lack of a better term, a mason's line. So it's a it's a stick with a line wrapped around it. All right. And when you lay your foundation, you stretch that line across your foundation and you set your other stones off of your cornerstone. So it's really the continuation of the cornerstone as being a symbol. Because, yes, you can set a cornerstone, but if the cornerstone's not perfect, because no one's perfect, there's no perfect ashlar, every other stone off of there can be off. But the mason's line, in conjunction with a level and a plumb, will give you a straight line to guide you through life. Wow. That's... To lay the rest of your stones. Yeah. That's where that ritual is, bro. The ritual is that. It gives right. us that, that layout to how we can live our lives every step of the way. That's really deep, bro. I never heard that. I never even heard that term before. Yeah. Well, I got actually I three D printed one. I'll give you one of those. Before I wonder if that, uh, is it is it mentioned anywhere in the ritual? Not in Blue Lodge ritual. No. Not in Blue Lodge. Like I said, I haven't. I'm only just joining the York Rite, and um, I just started the Scottish Rite, so I haven't had that deep dive yet. So you heard about that in Royal Lodge? I haven't. I haven't joined the Royal Lodge yet. I just so wait. So where did you get that name though? Where did that come from? That's just my Masonic research on, on the symbols. Okay, yeah, cool. I I have a lot of because I've, I've never got I've books never heard from, that word before. I don't know what's wrong with me. I've read yeah. like a lot of books. So I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of books that are from the early 1800s that I read. Cool. And I found it in one of those. Nice. And just my knowledge of construction and everything else too. I was like, what is a mason? What was a mason's line called back then? Because if it exists now, it exists then. Because it doesn't get any really more primitive. Even like a Lewis jewel, right? It's the same thing. It's yeah, something it, that you it don't doesn't really get see. any more primitive than a, you know, basically a a stick that holds a line, and you masons set their stones by it, you know, because that's your guiding line, you know. So I was like, it's got to be in here somewhere. So I could go with these, legacy uh, as well. These old you know? monitors here. They, I found it in one of those. Cool, cool. Is that Mackey's? Um, yeah, I have uh, some no, very old monitors. No, Richardson's. Oh, okay. There's actually, believe it or not, I found a book on uh, at an estate sale. It's called That's the Masonic Harp. It's all of the music for every degree in all of masonry. Hmm. And it's from like, you know, the mid 1800s. Well, that's got to be a great, that's got to be a great piece. Yeah, I'll show you that before you leave. It's, oh. it's, pr- it's pretty cool. Um, so let's, this is a perfect example, right? So you were looking at my little wall of stuff yeah. here and it's just a, this is just a small, yeah, this is a small, this is, this small. is a small collection, right. you know, as far as some Masons, they get crazy. I, I, they I'm, can I'm fill crazy. a warehouse, I'm crazy. you know, I can start a museum. Yeah. Is there something that you own that you're like, 
that's that's oh, like my thing, you know. I have such incredible things. Um, <laughs> I have this incredible grotto mug that's definitely 100 years old. Really? Yeah, I wish I would have brought some stuff with me. Send me that picture. I got to see that. Um, you know, I have endless like past master aprons, people who have gone away. You know, not just not just past master, right works fools, and et cetera, et cetera. Jewels. I, I have so many things. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that's like but one incredible thing. There's no thing. one thing. Okay. Yeah. So, like what's what's my prized possession? I don't really know. Yeah, outside of your kids and stuff. What's your you know? first Masonic piece that maybe you had before you joined, or is there something that sticks out that way? I like never had anything origin? before Masonry. Yo, let me tell you, bro. Let me tell you real quick. Blue Lodge Masonry did not attract me. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna be a Mason, but I'm not gonna like stick around. I'm not gonna be an officer. It was just after I joined the, the Scottish Rite. Okay, and then I got I went, you. Once I became a Scottish Rite Mason, I was like, oh man, I'm hooked. And then I was like. I got to stay in the line. Got to become master. Got to keep doing all these things, and then I just uh, I join one body after another. I just kept going, and I do as much as I can. For me, I think I think it's this. Uh, I think I've told Danny this before. It's this statue. Brother gave me this statue. This is a. Um, this is actually a Masonic statue. It's two Civil War soldiers. It's yep. about. Um, it was a general that was a Mason that was shot at Gettysburg. Yep. And uh, there was a brother who was an officer on the Union side and rendered him, him assistance. And it's actually the in the cemetery in Gettysburg. Yep, it's a Scottish Rite degree. Yep. And this was, um, he actually bought this in the early 90s when they were fundraising to build that statue. And uh, Charlie, that, Charlie Mendel. Pewter? This one is the pewter one. Yeah, it weighs a ton, man. It's unbelievable how heavy it is. And this brother's still around. He, and, you know, he's a past master about Charlie Mendel. Oh, I thought you meant the guy, like, he survived. Uh, no, no, he died. <laughs> yeah, he died. But uh, this brother made sure that all of his personal belongings made it back to his wife and everything. That's and what this I do. Is the brother, brother versus brother, never divided uh, monument. But uh, it was special because you know this brother, ninety-five years old. You know, and he didn't have to. He didn't have to give me something like this. It's something out of his house. But that's one um, of the greatest things too. When like whether it's a it's a position in line, the fact that the older brothers who you respect tremendously and they say we trust you with the craft here you go that's to me one of the most biggest compliments you could receive to just have somebody who you you trust their judgment and they're saying here you go it's your turn mm -hmm. you know uh, going back to the cable toe i wanted to ask you something about that do you feel like the cable toes used as an excuse sometimes yes 100 percent of the time i'd love to <laughs> I'd love to hundred percent of the time. <laughs> you know, but if I would you love to do something. You're going to do it. Yeah, right. I would love to give you. Absolutely. I would love to give your lodge. I'd have to take a hiatus from our lodge one night. Have somebody cover my duties. I'd love to give your lodge my my rendition of a cable tell lecture. Cool. Uh, to sum it up, one of the parts that I tell people is what what is the most useful type of rope. Right? What what it, in modern times? What do we use rope for? What is the the most dangerous thing that we use rope for? Suicide. That you could think of. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> it's the most dangerous. Uh, I would say maybe true, maybe mountain climbing. Oh, mountain right? climbing or lifting something heavy. Power you know, cord. it's right. it's something that's that's very intrinsically very dangerous that we fully rely on a rope to do. Right? But what's the strongest type of rope? Do you know what the strongest type of rope is? I tell I ask people, and most people are like I don't know. You know, it's made out of polyester. It's made out of whatever. It's it's. I get a Still myriad of answers. It's it's the strongest type of rope is the type of rope that actually can stretch. Hmm. 
because if a, if a rope is rigid, it snaps. So to say that that when people use the cable toe as an excuse is, oh, my, my rope is only this long, and I, I couldn't possibly fit it's it in. It's not versatile. Right. Then that means that your rope is easily broken. But the tie between the brothers that the cable toe is supposed to represent, it's got to be flexible. Otherwise, the tie that brings us together is going to snap. So you may have to stretch yourself a little bit because if you stretch too much, it will break too. But to say that you can't have any flexibility whatsoever, you know, I get it. You know, going to lodge is hard. You know, it's hard to get home in New York. We're very strict with wearing suits. And people don't see that. You people know. don't see that about like about New York. It's like, it's very hard to be a New York based. Yeah, people don't people don't understand that. True, very true. You know, and it's it's you know you got to be in a suit. You got to be you know on time and uh, you know and, and all this other crazy stuff. But you know we have brothers that are members down in you know Georgia or whatever, and they're like you know this is a working man's lodge. You know mm-hmm. brothers leave the fields farming and they they head right to lodge and what they're wearing. You know, and that's probably goes to what we said that we we in. New York or other jurisdictions that are like ours too because there's many other ones too it's not just in, in inherently New York where we say you know you have to be in a suit you, have, you know what the, the times the change puzzle, right but times change you know not everybody works 15 minutes from the house anymore mm-hmm. you know Danny and I George, work George, in the city you right, know yeah. you, I would much rather a brother who's an iron worker in Manhattan get off the train and show up to lodge in his work yep. clothes because he doesn't have time to get home, shower, and get in a suit and get back. I'd rather him be in the lodge room because we all know who those brothers are that are just taking the easy way out and the ones that can't do it. I'd much rather him be there than him miss it because there's only so many hours in the day. You're 24 inch gauge, mm. you know. But you look at obligations because that's part of our. Ob- yeah, that's our our helping a distressed brother, right? right. It's, he's not distressed like he's in trouble. It's just there's he can only fit so much in his day, so absolutely we should be able to cater to him a little. We should be able to stretch our cable toe just a little bit for him because we understand what's going on. Yeah, that understanding, you know, is very important because what's what's more important that he shows up or that he shows up appropriate, you know? Right. It's not like he's rolling into the DD visit, right. like covered head to toe in dirt, you know. But you know, a regular meeting, I, I'd rather the brother be there to be honest with you. I think the right brother though would would kind of go that far because even like you, you you get into back in the day as transportation got better we work further and further from home mm-hmm. right that's a new york problem i would say because i've seen it that way but um then you get into you know those those older stories and it's documented george washington lived 45 miles from his lodge and he made it you know <laughs> that's horseback you know, yeah. The a, same uh, argument as though, I mean, maybe George Washington. <laughs> I don't think he made every meeting. Just saying. Uh, yeah, I don't think he was making every meeting, and he wasn't. They also con- met what once a month, probably on the full moon. <laughs> you know, I, it was also you know they probably they also had a lot other stuff on their plate as far as they had that whole like rebuilding. They were like rebuild. They were like fighting off another country. Yeah, except for the, the whole time. revolution. It was like yeah, there right. was a fight, French yeah. Indian War. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they had literally nothing going on in their lives, essentially, right? I mean, they didn't have to actually grow their food. They were able to just go to the supermarket. Imagine. But I think the same, the same, the same way that you made time for 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 church. I'm glad right? you That's, guys all picked up on me. Right, being right, very right, right. Of course, of course, of course. Satire, satire. I love it. Oh, but it's it's that's that goes back to what Frank said. You know, it's. You're going to make time for whatever you want to make mm-hmm. time for. Yeah. So if you're not making it, it's because you really don't want to do it. Yeah. There's times, I, you know, for the for the Royal Arch, 
Um, I just joined that, and I had come from awake, and I had 45 minutes. I was ready in a suit to make the degree because I wanted to. A lot of people would nah, you know, it's too much. You know, it's just too much going on. You're going to make time for whatever you want to make time for. Yeah, one thing breaks my heart, bro, is when a brother, like, he's hot in the craft, he's moving, he he loves it, and then he just kind of, just something switches off on him. He's not getting what he, what he wanted, yeah. and then he starts looking for an out. You ever see yeah. guys start looking yeah. for an out, and you're like, ooh, yeah, he's looking for an out. But the, the majority of people that you see that happen to, are those the people that they started hitting every extra body every concordant body every appendant body yeah, okay yeah every concordant body every appendant body you could possibly imagine did they did they almost pile too much on and then went it's it's too much it's like having a messy room right it's like my entire house is destroyed and i need to <coughs> clean the whole house and you walk downstairs and you're like all right i'm going to do this in the kitchen. I'm going to go to the living room. Then I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to go up to the living room. You took on too much, and then you end up getting nothing done as opposed to just saying, I'm going to start in the living room, mm. work in the living room until the living room's done. Then I'm going to move to the kitchen, and I'm going to do the but kitchen until the kitchen's done. But it's done. so hard, though. It is, because it's very enticing. Well, because I really like what's going on in the next room, but I still got to work in this room. <laughs> and I'm serious. Like, that's what I'm talking about. It's blue so true. Yeah, yeah, it's so right. true. It's like, it's like, bro, it's like episodes or seasons of, of your, your favorite show. Right. You know? And it's like, bro, I, I, season two is great, but I, I still like season one. Season two is wonderful, and they need me right now. But season one is my shit. Yeah, but season three is so much fun. I see them right. having a blast out there. I want to do that. But you're you're probably a uh, an exception to that rule where you can you can divide your twenty four hours into right. your eight hour blocks. You can divide those into sub blocks more efficiently than most. Yeah, you have to be able most to plan people your can't day do and that. your life right. based on the ritual, based on those words that were given. And unfortunately, that means you're supposed to be working an eight hour day. You're supposed to be doing eight hours for refreshment and sleep. You're supposed to be doing eight hours service of God. When you balance your life appropriately and your life has that, you'll be able to fit the time appropriately. So you think maybe it's a prioritization problem? Uh, it's a it's a cultural problem in that in that we're all told, hey, I got to work sixteen hours. I got to do my overtime. I gotta I gotta make sure that this this and this is done mm -hmm. as well. It's like you have to be able to put the pieces in place, planning your day appropriately, so that you're able to maximize your efforts well, i think we also live a lot in the future and the past nowadays we have you know society has become so safe and you know a lot of things such as retirement and all of those things that you're planning you're always planning not anymore and it's very you really don't i remember dreaming about retirement yeah those were the days oh, but in regards you still have a plan where Irregardless is not a word. The plan is that I'm going to pass <laughs> so away. I said regardless. Oh, they said irregardless. <laughs> my, my Latin accent. The plan, the plan is that I'm going to have a wonderful Masonic funeral. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. People are going to come from all around. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. tough now because, like you said, it's nobody's really thinking that way anymore. But it's it's impossible to to really divide it. And I'm trying to think back into the ritual. Does it say? Does it say? It needs to be divided, or or it should be divided. Let's see. I can't Where's remember. Uh, I think whereby it should. Right? Whereby, which whereby. are used, right? It's no. It's whereby are found. Whereby are found. It's not. It's not, it's not saying there. Where are by found. So yeah, so, it's just saying so, what, it's just saying what's contained. But that's you what can, I'm saying. Bro, you can you borrow. Can, 
from a different you can borrow from each other mm-hmm. to make it work every day is going to be different so you have to adjust accordingly but that that goes back to where are found right so that, that that's the planning aspect it's of just, it it's saying where like, you're going into the in day. this there there is found this, no, no, but it's I don't not saying so. there's definitely eight, eight, and eight. It's not. It's just saying within that eight you find these. But it's but that's why I think there's though, there's two there's two things per eight hours. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So they're saying there's definitively. I think that's to give a broad right. scope. The, the, what, that's how I break it down. Right. So there's two categories per eight hour section. Mm-hmm. Right. There's two categories. So they're saying that at minimum. There should be a piece of each. That's the only. That's the only constriction on that statement is that out of there's two, four, the six, right? There's six things that we say that you have to do a day. So there should be a portion of your day dedicated to w- each of those six things, not four, 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 and four. It's just saying that you have to hit all six of these. But I don't agree with that. Day. I don't agree with that. I think it's not so much the use of the tool, but so much more of the planning, the use of the tool, right? So okay. as you go into this day, you're planning to utilize eight hours for this, eight hours for that, eight hours for that. And that will be the most beneficial to you. It's not necessary, but it teaches you to go into life with a plan, with everything you got. This is what you got. Utilize it this way. That way, nothing is lacking. Mm-hmm. But not so much that you you need to actually go into that. That right. way, where you need to just fill that pocket, that void. But it it's more about planning the structure. Because think about the construction of a. a you think it's more of a general general right. thing, right? And There's environmental like a... things that the environmental the environment changes, right? You start digging a foundation for a building. Oh, this is not bedrock. You have to adjust. But we went into it with the perfect plan. What do you think? He's pondering. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, nah, fuck that. No, no, bro. That's well, not, you know, uh, let me ask you this. You, you had said earlier about how refreshment and sleep. It's not. I, I believe that they're. It's I not. They, it doesn't mean it's eight hours for refreshment and sleep. Yeah. I mean, you got to fit them both. I hear what you're saying not, that you're splitting it up into two. Right, right. That's I, what do, I'm I do saying. think they're describing the same thing two different ways, so that you have a spectrum. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You could look at it that way. So you said refresh, refreshment and sleep. And this is going back to prioritizing and, and people in the world that's are, are trying to fit so much into their lives and they get burnout, Masonic burnout. Um, the most the most successful people in the world, they don't sleep eight hours a night. Don't they don't sleep hours. six hours. They don't sleep four hours. You know, say who you want. You know, Bill Gates, I'm sure Elon Musk, Donald Trump, whoever you want to pull out of you that's a quote-unquote successful person in the world they're sleeping four hours they're sleeping you know six maybe if that that's their sleeping is six hours no, you're absolutely you know, right because they know there's only so much time in that day to fit what they have to those do. people who are willing to wake up early and stay up late bro those are the people who are going to be able to get the work done yeah it's very very true i only i sleep five hours a day i wake up two four to five in the morning every day seven days a week but you know i'm, I'm home at 10 a.m i'm home at you know, on Sundays I'm home at five thirty in the morning. On Saturdays I'm home at like ten a.m., nine a.m. You know. What, what if, what if they would have utilized a twenty-four inch gauge on a lifelong scale, right? Like first, second, third degree, right? Adolescence, adulthood, elderly. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So, what would be the age groups that you would utilize 
let's say a life of eight hours of refreshment, right? Right. Well, there's a, there's other there's other symbols too for that. That I that's like what I love giving lectures about is is the the stuff that we don't really talk about. Or if you read in deep books, you'll come across them. You know, the hourglass and the memento mori, which is used in other degrees and everything. You know, like just remembering that there's death. But the hourglass is what exactly what you're saying is that the sands of time don't ever stop. They're always flowing and you can't stop them and they are finite at some point. You know. So yeah, you can utilize multiple tools all in conjunction with each other. That's another thing too that I feel like people forget is that you can use three or four tools that maybe seem similar but they're they're utilized differently day to day. But yes, they are under that umbrella right. of the same meaning, you know. And that's that's, that's beautiful. That's why masonry is is so interesting to me because there's so much there that if you want to find it, it doesn't really take that much effort. If you're just constantly asking why, why would they create this? Why would they put this in there? Why did they write it down in a book 150 years ago? There's a reason why. Because it was a purpose. Because they found a need. And our ancient operative masons use those symbols to remind them of a lesson because they didn't write. They did everything through symbols. It's, That's my little yeah. no. It's true. My little spiel. But you know, it's like just like the you know, the Bill of Rights, and you get into masonry. How how it's just progressed, and it's it's kept the same principal tenets, but it's a living document, right? It's it's a beautiful thing, and it's like it's genius, and it's something that doesn't occur anywhere else what? in any type of literature. I'll get into why I think masonry hasn't changed. I asked John, why, uh, Frank, I'm sorry. Why do you think masonry hasn't changed since time immemorial? This is a good conversation. <sighs> Tough question. Um, if you had to, like, and think of it really broad scale, because yeah. my answer is a very broad scale. All right. The simple like, answer is the ritual. The ritual okay. being passed down. Why and, hasn't and the ritual kept, changed, though? The ritual hasn't changed because we have to perpetuate the tradition that we've been given mm. from time immemorial mm -hmm. to the next generation. It's our responsibility. That's why we memorize ritual. That's why we have to put it on as best as we possibly can. That's why we got to stop making videos, Scottish right? That's why we got to, like, stop... I don't Let me go a step further, then. Stop reading degrees. So people who aren't Masons, a master of a lodge... Edit out that part where I said stop making videos, bro. I don't want the Scottish right to get mad at me. <laughs> no, no, listen, that, that's, that's, that's not a, 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 a controversial. Listen, they, they felt they found they filled the void the, be, the best way they could at the time. Yeah, it's true. I understand. You know, I know why they true. did it. I it's get necessary, it. It's necessary, though. Yeah. So let me go a little step further. I like part. to pretend like I'm not a Scottish right insider, but I am. <laughs> I like to tell them, well, the inner, circle, the inner circle doesn't want me. But then I'm like, yo, the truth is I'm freaking the most wise master. At some point, you're in the inner circle. I love it. I love that talk. I love that talk. <laughs> so let's go up a step further. Go ahead. Why hasn't the ritual changed? Because you, it, well, it has changed. It has. I mean, slightly. It has changed. Slightly. The ritual has changed quite a bit, but it's just like. But not, not, not from is, like the general. Are we talking about the Lodge? Go ahead. Uh, no, we're going to talk about all of them. Because like the degrees uh, have all, they've all, right, all changed. So let, they've all changed. Let's say Blue Lodge. Why hasn't Blue Lodge it's the fundamentally changed? The, from the, the original... What we're trying to teach has never changed. 
Okay. Okay. That's what I'm getting okay. at. All so right, keep, good, good. keep going. That has never changed. That is what, exactly what it is. So mm-hmm. we've, we've established that. The I'm not saying changing a word here. The degrees, yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. The degrees have 100% changed over the years. Like, there was hundreds and hundreds of degrees. They were they were, they were were constantly being made up. And it was like, this guy would travel around and be like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm selling the new Knights of St. Lindenhurst degree. <laughs> it's $100. Sign up here. Yep. Oh, are you a Master Mason? Yeah, you qualify. Come on in. Yep. And all these degrees got taken over by certain bodies, and some of them got put together, and they got spread apart. The Scottish Rite's got 33 of them. There's like you know, there's the Royal Arch, there's all these different ones, and then there's these degrees that are only given on by certain invite bodies. The rest of them that got left their side, they're in the Grand College of Rites and the Allied Masonic degrees. That's all theirs, you know. So, then, for the people that aren't Masons, I'll add this little layer in. The Worshipful Master, he is. The be all end all of the lodge. Uh, President, he says, goes CEO. In the Grand Lodge, you have the Grandmaster. Grandmaster. What he says goes, no matter what. Mm. What he says, it happens. As long as it's not unmasonic, it's it happens. This is the ruling body for the state. Yeah. What's to stop a Grandmaster in a state or a jurisdiction anywhere in the world saying? You know what? We're gonna teach Masons that uh, uh, I on the first degree, <laughs> um, a bunch of unicorns attack this guy, and that's it. Well, the degree has changed, first of all, because um, have you heard of the Noahite degrees? No. So our system was based on the Noahite degrees at one point, and it, it changed to this new Hiramic legend. So that that is one change right away. I got homework um, when I get home. Yeah, now. look that up, please. Noahite <laughs> versus the Noahite degree versus the okay. uh, the Haramic legend. Anyway, but um, that's neither here nor there. Besides that part, um, a grandmaster won't change anything because he's held accountable by regularity. Mm-hmm. So like New Jersey, if if I if I start changing, if I'm grandmaster and I start changing the degrees, besides all the past grandmasters, the grand lecturer, the all the all the people that are looking over my shoulder, getting on me, I'm I'm never gonna live that down. What about the effect that it'll have on my Grand Lodge? Yep. So we, we, we hold each other accountable on a microcosm. We hold each other as brothers accountable. Isn't that, isn't that the beauty of masonry? It is very it's, beautiful. It is, the, it is the epitome of a true republic. It's city-states, jurisdictions. There's no overarching governing body. They keep each other in check, in check. because... If New Jersey gets out of line, the 49 other states and the rest of the world are going to go, no, we're not recognizing you no more. You're out of your mind. That's why, when, oh, well, you know, and then this is why I'm bringing this up because you, you see this stuff on like, you know, social media where it's like, he was like, oh, well, who's the grand poobah of everything in masonry? Well, there isn't. And that's the beauty of it because regularity is what keeps masonry pure. And unfortunately in our country right now, when you have somebody that's the be-all, say-all of everything, which is, I feel like the executive branch has gotten on both sides. I know. On both sides have gotten out of way out of their wheelhouse. You you have too many changes of direction. There's no check. But in masonry, it stays pure. It's a true republic where, and in, in the republic in its essence, meaning. That's yeah, Steve. I like that, bro. It's it's there's a only beautiful one thing, party. And, it, and it happened. And Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> You sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> you know, but that that it's that is like just like d- democracy. It's the one place. It's the first place that democracy and re- and a republic existed together in the same house. Right? You had a 
democratic republic type of system like in its in its essence not in its actual day-to-day working but in its in its essence between the grand lodge of england and all the grand lodges of the world and then the democracy of brothers having their vote a single brother getting a single vote in a lodge all the way down to that and then the lodge sending a representative to their grand lodge to vote for the lodge but one vote per lodge that was a novel idea that started with us, and mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. That I wish they would have stuck with that, right? Yeah, it's like the problem is the, the problem is Freemasonry is perfect, right? The system is perfect. Men are not, and uh, when we come to this country, it's the same exact thing. We yeah. men are not perfect, and uh, it'll, it'll spiral out of control like it is. Now. I think though that comes from not wanting to take responsibility from for certain things, right? Going back to if you see some wrong doings, it's your duty. To correct them if it's within your power too. A lot of times we we turn a blind eye, or we just don't want to do the job, right? And I think that's where we get into the trouble with the videos or, you know, brothers doing ritual where they're reading from the book because we're scared to challenge ourselves and fail. And I think also that comes when when you have a solid lodge and it's like, no, brother, you got it. When when me and Matt were coming up, there was a point. Matt Matt used to kill ritual, right? first second third degree the book that we had he used to kill it so we, we, we're having school i don't know if you remember this we're doing class and he's going off and he's reading because we just we just learned how to read the book at that point and i just took the book away from him and he's just reading off the top remember that yeah <laughs> and the guy who was teaching the class was like don't do that no no don't do that i'm like no he got it and i took it and he took off running ever since then like and I think that comes from a place of, all right, if you if you see greatness in another brother, you have to do everything possible to continue to push that brother forward. So you guys are in the same class? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, bro. My class is like non-existent. <laughs> Terrible. So, the, the, all right. So then let me kind of pivot to this then real quick. And I'm just going to bring up... Uh, social media like stuff yeah. because this is the kind of questions that we get on our TikTok and stuff. Everyone says that Masonry has you have your oaths, your blood oaths and I'm like it's not an oath. <laughs> yeah. It's not an oath. Yeah. It's okay. an obligation. Sure. Because what does an obligation rely on? An obligation relies on something. Your word. Exactly. Yeah. It relies on your word as a man. Mhm. An oath is just you're you're giving you're giving your body no matter what you have no choice, but an obligation is you're saying me as a man, I am going to do this, and it's not. It has no binding effect other than my word as a man that I'm going to do it. An oath means I have no choice. I'm going to swear to this, and I have no choice, even if my convictions change. Mm. Your oath as a man, your convictions can change and you can end up leaving masonry. But you should know to yourself that you're leaving your, a little bit of yourself behind if you break that obligation. Okay, because it's man to man. It's not man to God. Right? It's not man to a deity. It's a man to man obligation. I'm obligating myself to another man saying, I'm promising to you, I'm going to show up and I'm going to pick you up from the airport. Right. Right? I'm telling you, as a friend, as a man, I'm going to be there. Yeah, we hold us, we hold each other accountable. Right? An oath would be, I have a blood oath to this person. Mm-hmm. Guess what? My kids are getting off the bus. 
and no one's going to be here. And I don't care because if I don't, I'm going to burn in the fire. There's fires no of flexibility hell. in that. There's no line, flexibility. Right? Like a cable tow would be. Yeah. Because an obligation also means that it's a, it's a two-way street. Within, also within your better judgment. Right. And there's a two-way street in an obligation. If I'm obligating a piece of me to you, that means on the other end, there's an obligation back from who I'm giving an obligation to. Like if I say to my friend, all right. I'm going to pick you up from the, I'm going to help you move. I'm going to help you move in your house. My friend may say to him, hey, you help me move. I buy the beer. I buy the pizza. Nice. Right? (laughs) Same thing in masonry. Masonry goes, if you obligate yourself to us, we will provide something back to you. Fellowship, fun, esoteric knowledge, you know, a family-oriented place where you can bring your kids to have a good time. And masonry needs to provide that. Otherwise, we're breaking our obligation back to our brothers as well. Because if we don't provide them with everything that we're supposed to provide to them, they can break their obligation because we it was a contract back and forth. Because we're teaching them something and we have to provide them with something. But if we don't provide them with it, we're already breaking it before they did. Do you think that's where we kind of set up ourselves up for failure, though? In what way? Because it's almost like you're it's like a loaded promise. Right? So if if I see something in you and I say, Okay, we're gonna vouch for you, right? To be one acts one, okay, yes. We voted on you, you're gonna become a dues pay member of this lodge. At some point, we might not be able to fill that obligation, but if you're coming into the situation, you should also come into the situation where you're like, Hey, I'm not really expecting. I'm here because I'm bringing something to it, right? Because mm. masonry is very, very, very unique. Like a lot of times when people join church, they're like, I'm, "I'm, I need help," or you join something, I need help. Mm-hmm. Where masonry is like, you kind of find masonry at the right point of your life. You come to give in a way as well, right? You know, and it's like I, when I came, I didn't, I didn't want anything besides just give me a road to run on. Okay, but hasn't isn't masonry from the very first moment a back and forth negotiation? Um, and I'll explain it this yeah, way: elaborate. You asked to become a mason, right? Then masonry found a brother to then let's say you didn't know anybody, found somebody to then answer that ask and vouch for you. Well, the, the- then you filled out a petition, the ask back. Mm-hmm. And Mason reballoted and gave you the answer back. Then you took the obligation. Skip the investigation. The investigation, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Then we should provide back the knowledge of the first degree and provide that first step. Interesting dialogue. You know what I mean? It should be a dialogue back and forth. Yeah, that's good. Uh, It's interesting. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not a it's not a I asked for this. You should. You should give me, and I should just receive. It's a back and forth. I think though, the it's, a, yearning, it's a perfect the, world. You, because we've said before, you've said before that the brothers should earn each degree. Right. Like in degrees, brothers have to give proficiency. And we've had this conversation before about what is a proficient brother. There's there's being able to read that ritual book, being able. I'm more on the mindset of I want you to be able to understand yeah. what that ritual is telling you. Being able to the to just sit there and regurgitate word for word. I would much rather have a brother that can explain 
every single part of that obligation, explain the working tools to me, but maybe can't get every verbatim word out of it yeah, I agree. in the beginning. Yeah. But then what is Mason then giving back to them? I and then they should give and we should give. And, and as he gets older, he's going to have more and more definition of what those whatever he's learning whatever right. whatever, the, whatever he's learning is, is meaning like I just like I just seconds ago seconds ago with you talking about the dialogue I thought of a deeper meaning and why we do questions and answers why we do why's and wherefores mm -hmm. it's it. a dialogue hear it. hear it. like oh there it. it is so, yeah. no that's it <laughs> uh, but, but you know I think as far as our obligation to brothers I feel Mason like a, a lodge really just provides the ideal environment right going back to my gym analogy when you join a gym, we're saying, all right, we have all the equipment for you to get strong, right? But it's your duty to jump in there and actually do yeah, the work. Yeah, you got to do the work. So we're going to create a perfect environment for you. That's our only obligation is, all right, you're here now. You got to put in the work. But is masonry- What you bring it is, is what you're going to get is out. Is masonry the trainer that gives you that two-week trial? The I think lodge. the individual brother is, but is, not so much the lodge or the I, operating Is the lodge, lodge, though, that that personal trainer that's like, oh, you join the gym, you're going to get a personal trainer for two weeks and teach you how to use the I weights. I don't think the lodge, no, the lodge doesn't do that. Yeah. The ritual, should, the ritual they, should do that, but right, it doesn't well, do that. What I, mean, what I say by the lodge, I mean, you need, I mean you the need lodge that guidance the counselor that we learned in, in the North Star program. You need that yeah. guidance counselor. Yeah. You need right. that guy who's going to stick with you from the beginning and kind of like put you on the right path. Whoever vouched for you. Sit, sit next to you. And, oh, that's, a, that's a great point, but that half the time, bro, the guy who vouched for me didn't even know what he was doing. <laughs> didn't even know what he was doing. <laughs> he... He only became an officer when I became master. He like said, "Oh, I want to sit. I want to be an officer for you." Wow. And he came back to lodge, and now he still goes to lodge. This guy, he's like the, he's like the lodge marshal now, you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. this guy never came to lodge. He was just, I didn't see him for the first six years. Right, but that's that's kind of like that that dialogue is what I'm kind of getting at. It's like it's a give and take, certainly. And because you know, people are creatures of habit. You know, humans and are creatures of habit and comfort. So, you have to. What is the, what is the adage? Uh, you have to do something ten thousand. Uh, Tiger Woods, I think, said it. Was it Tiger Woods? You had to do something ten thousand times to perfect it, or something like that. There was some famous athlete or somebody who said you had to do something a certain amount of times. Yeah. It was ten thousand times. I know he told to about perfect it. it. I don't know who did it. I just know about it for yeah, sure. Right? It's definitely a principle. Jordan, maybe that might have been a Jordan. Thing. Isn't it? Isn't it? Sounds art? like a Jordan. Sounds like a goat thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> isn't isn't it Masonry's obligation then to say? It's our job to teach them this repetition, which I'm, I'm glad New York finally uh, started allowing lodges to open on the first and the second degree. Yeah, well. When we went through, and I wasn't sure when you went through, yeah. lodges, we went through our degree work. Unless you had a, a random night they would lower the lodge, you didn't sit in a meeting through yeah, your degree work. True. You know, it was, it was very, very rare that you got to sit. Guys got so lucky. Which we, we have <laughs> conflicting ideas about that, you know. Yeah, it's, it depends. He, he says it's good for for great reasons because after it's all you about told the way me, you manage it, bro. Right. Though after you told me, I'm like, okay, I get it. But for me, I like I like having to go and go through the the grit, you know. And then like now, when you're finally in lodge, it's like, okay, I've earned this. You're yeah. Kind of. You're down there with other brothers right. who are just or just coming in with yourself. You have an opportunity now to have a great conversation with them to meet them. They usually leave somebody with a little more experience down with you you guys can like talk and shoot the shit and kind of like you can learn right from there you know right um it's still you know you're still having fun you still uh, have an opportunity to get downstairs Absolutely. so just i want to give matt an opportunity to kind of touch on it 
what what's the positive of a brother being allowed into lodge and sitting in a uh, business meeting prior to completing their third degree? I think I think for me it's you're you're getting to teach them their the basics of the lodge and how the lodge works. If they if they don't have a chance to see how a lodge operates and see how we do things when they come in, they're going to be behind the eight ball with how do we adopt a budget? What's going on in the lodge? You know, it's going to take them much, much longer to then get up to speed on learning how we do things. Mm. They're still not, they're not going to get obviously any lectures that are appropriate for the degree, but it builds that muscle menu like, memory. Like just like your, you know, with the, the um, martial arts, it builds that muscle memory of coming to lodge, going to the meeting, mm. opening the meeting, sitting through, and it adds that repetition. Even the ritual is muscle memory, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah it's, right. it's that muscle yeah, memory yeah, that you right. get to build. And when you, on the physical, on the spiritual end, it's completely different. Right, and if you don't give them that, then I feel like once they get to the third degree and they haven't been sitting in anything, and then they go, oh shit, we have meetings twice a month. You know, and I have to sit through a meeting after having dinner. It becomes overwhelming. That's an interesting take. So it's, it's, it's a good me, argument for why you should yeah, be in the business. And just so you guys know, and I'm sure you, I'm sure you do know, but I'll mention it. Um, it's this is not the first time we're doing this. Like years and years ago, we opened on every on any degree. It was only a um, relatively recent innovation that they said, "Oh, well, you're only allowed to you're only allowed to open on the third degree." That that was because of the Morgan affair. Like they they wanted a there was people like faking masonry they saying they were masons they were trying to like get inside they wanted to get on the get they wanted to sounds yeah, like we had some lazy Tyler's I think yeah that's like. what it was yeah. <laughs> so they would well bro like this guy this guy Morgan he wasn't a mason he like faked his way into a royal arts chapter and like learned everything from there so it's like it's real simple it's that it's that easy to like fake your way through you know I think it also you know plays a part on how trusting brothers are of other brothers. You know, when, when when you see a brother and you meet a brother in public, a lot of times we don't even ask for a dues card or any type of Masonic yeah. credentials. You're just like, oh, you're a brother. Well, we and forget it's all our love. original name. What's your name? What's your yeah. new name? Right. You know, brothers forget that. Yeah. That's big. You're given a name right right in the first degree. Yeah. And it it's better you. to err on the side of that name than it is to, you know. No one I ever mean, asked me that. Like like when I'm hanging out or like when I meet a Mason. No one ever asked me that. It's not a bad idea. You should start asking that. What's it's your name? True. Yeah. Hey, what's your name? What's your new name? They'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm Frank. <laughs> no, that's wrong. No, no, I'm Frank, for real. Yeah, I mean, you might, have have to, to, you might have to ask him twice to kind of be like, no, 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 no. what's your new name? What, yeah. yeah. They, oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. For it to click. Because, like, like, you know, that. if you just ask, you know, if, especially if it's a new thing and they've never heard it before. Yeah, what does it teach you? Right. You know? Yeah. No, it's big. But, I mean, not everybody's having Masonic intercourse in the middle of the, you know, Fifth half, but at the same You'd time, be surprised, man. I've seen, seen, yeah, I've seen. I went to I went to um, uh, Asian date Asian Jade Society I dinner. It was the Asian date society. You <laughs> were there. My buddy Charlie was there. Oh, that's a, you hang out with Charlie Shoy. Uh, I might have met him. I met. Oh, that's I my met boy, a, bro. I met a bunch of brothers when yeah. I went through there. Oh my god, that is a hell of a party. Let me Yo, I got I got to hook up with him. Charlie's He's a good, a good man. Next, next Charlie's time, a good man. Next time I have it, we, we could get a lot of tickets. The you're not, you're not a Royal Arch Mason? I will be. N not this week. Next okay. Wednesday, not Wednesday after that. Because okay. uh, Melchizedek is Oyster, Oyster Bay. It's like Theodore Roosevelt's Lodge. That's on Monday. And Charlie Shoy is the... Oh, Charlie Shoe. 
Charlie Shoe. Yeah, yeah, no, I know like Charlie. Charlie Shoe. Charlie Charlie Shoe. Shoe? Is yeah. it Shoe or Shoe? No, Bro, on Facebook it's short. It's Shoe, but it's actually it's not Shoe. That's, how, that's how I read it. That's how I read it. <laughs> so, so no he, disrespect, brother. No it, disrespect. It, it, you know, you he, thought I was talking about somebody else? Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I, so funny. I thought you said like Paulie Shore, like nah, Shore. It's Charlie Shoe. That's his name. Yeah, no, Charlie's Shoe is like a is like a if you I guess if you're being I did not run into him and I know him very well. Yeah, he's a good man. Yeah, yeah, he is. You know, his his dad was a 115 cop too. You know, interesting story about, about Charlie. Like we did it when his father passed away, and we finally and Charlie finally got his ashes. We did his Masonic funeral service on a boat, and we dumped his ashes out in this. Uh, they own they own like a um, a membership to this yacht club out there uh, on the North Shore. And so, like one of these buoys, that's where his father wanted his ashes dropped. Seriously? Yeah. And so wow. we did this Masonic, we did a Masonic funeral service on this boat, and we dumped his ashes on that buoy next to that buoy, bro. It was so cool. Yeah, his, that uh, is, he's amazing. a good, he's a good, he's a good brother. Good man. Yes, yeah, he's retired from retired from the city and yep. everything. He's a great guy, um, but he comes to a lot of our stuff. By the way, yeah, yeah. By the way, Table Lodge. I'll get you the flyer before you leave. Tonight. Oh, well, yeah, when you is gotta that? make that June tenth. June tenth. It's it's probably it's my we meet on the same night, the, right? Now it's out in the ether. I have to bleep it out. Oh, we meet on the same night. It's not a Wednesday. That's a uh, Friday or Saturday. It's a Saturday. All right, cool. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Wonderful news. The reason I was able to make that degree that you guys did was because it was on a day. Like over the summer or something, right? Yeah, we had it on a Saturday degree. That's what it was. We do I was our like, third sure, degree. I'm going. Why not? We do our third degrees on Saturdays. Cool. That's when we do our third degrees. It's just, uh, we figure, you know what? Let's take our time with it. Let them enjoy it. Have some lunch. Have some dinner. You yeah. know, no reason to rush it. But, uh, so I was at the, the Asian Jade uh, night, and uh, I'm just walking through the room, and at least 10 times through that night, I was I was wearing a square and compass on my lapel, along with my... You know, my police uh, pin for my unit, and I got stopped. Ten guys I've never met, and I'm sitting at the table. Two brothers, I'm sorry, three brothers. Uh, Billy Choi, who's up in uh, Jepta, and no, no, Billy. Yep, Billy. Yeah. Billy Choi, it works in my unit, and uh, two other brothers from my unit also that are brothers in Babylon, and we got stopped at least ten times. So there, there was plenty of brothers in that room that you know you you run into just this is random, and you have that moment where. And there's a lot of clandestine masonry oh, yeah. out there, you know. So oh, yeah. the Chinese but, Freemasons. Yeah, yeah, there is, there is, the, and you know what? They, they, they. I, to their credit, they great job of. Did you make that as well? Yep. yep. You want one of those? I'll make you one of those. That is freaking cool. Nice, How long bro. did that take? Uh, about an hour. That's not too bad. About an hour. Um. Yeah, I make all sort of. I like to make like Masonic crafts, like even this corn, wine, and oil. Oh no, I made up here. I'm gonna make that for some. Uh... Yeah, I need one of those, man. Yeah, I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start making those. Uh, you good? Making those for other, for the degree of second degree and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, it was interesting to see you know brothers from different you know Bronx, Manhattan, uptown, downtown, <laughs> you, you name it. It's you know they um, the different ways that we kind of. Coming, Gr- greet each other. Yeah. yeah, man. You know, you get that. You get the different greetings. You know, from Hey H or whatever, or like you know, it's just like all these different ways. Like when of they brothers. cover your ring. Yeah, yeah, they cover your ring. Oh, you're shining, brother. You're shining. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Like, like I've had brothers like, oh my god, my eyes. You know, the yeah, light yeah. Is, is. You know, like I there's met, all I was, sorts uh, of different ways. I was at my kids' football practice, and like a uh, past grandmaster of Prince Hall Masonry was like standing there, and I was like, I walked up to him and I just gave him a quick handshake, said, Hey. I don't know you, but you know. I'm sorry. You don't know me, but I know you. I shook his hand, so see you later. 
Yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's cool to see, and I get, that's a question. I, get. I hope he knew what I was talking about. Another in retrospect. <laughs> do you find it? Do you find that brothers, new brothers, don't know? I get that question a lot. How do I? How do I interact? They don't know if they don't know. We got to tell them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I say to them like, like there are ways that I interact initially with if somebody. We don't it might be them, different bro? from Danny. It may be different from you. It may be different from another. If we brother. don't tell them. YouTube's gonna tell them. They're gonna start looking up Illuminati and uh, yeah, like you know, that craziness. You start doing this Danny's thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's a I, thing though. That's a thing though. That's, it is. That's in the 14th. I don't, I don't yeah. do that. I don't <laughs> the do sign that. Sign of adoration. <laughs> it's the Rock. No. Yeah, it's the Rock. <laughs> Danny's just yeah. Danny's just doing because of Jay Z. You know, we, I don't, we, I don't we, do we that. Jay Z got that from us. Uh, I've seen plenty of pictures of you where you're standing there like this. Oh no, I sit know. like that. Yeah, I sit like that. But that's it's not. that's a, that's a mudra. Donald Trump does that too. Yeah, he likes to sit. They all have this knowledge, bro. No, no, I just sit there. You think Donald Trump doesn't have some knowledge? You guys are sadly mistaken. Let me tell you something. In his inauguration speech, in his inauguration speech, yeah, what Bible verse did he? I don't it? recall. Was it Psalms? What was it? No, it wasn't. How good um, and how plenty it is for brothers to, yeah, to live together in harmony. Wow. Psalms he read that, and I I was like, I sat there and I watched, and I go, <sighs> but the way I he, don't know. He is into mingles. Yeah, nah. Nah, he's not a Mason. He, he's not a Mason, no, but the way. Let me ask you this, because we've had this when I was we were talking about um, Walt Disney. Walt Disney yeah. wasn't a Mason. Yeah, his Malay. brother was a Mason. No, was no, it's, not, it's not that he wasn't. There's when you're no a Malay, proof bro. that he was a Mason. Right, but that's what I'm, that's where my question goes. Mm -hmm. What's up, brothers? As as secure in mine as it is in yours. If a brother joined a lodge and said, "Please do not ever tell anybody that I'm a brother of this lodge," I can see that happening. I can certainly see that happening. Because well, it's not like Grand Lodge publishes our, yeah, our roles membership, of membership. Right, right. It comes from brothers, not leaking, but you know, saying, "Oh yeah, so so so." They have to tell somebody. Digging, right. If, if they tell somebody, it gets out there. With conviction, told the brothers, "Please do not tell mm. anybody that I'm a member." It could be. And you, and uh, you're talking about like Walt Disney. This is like the '50s when like masonry was like on the outs. It's a big deal, but it was like. In the fifties, nineteen fifties were coming up. Yeah, they were still coming up. Like yeah. people were taking of, it. Was, very, it was it was getting very, big. Actually. Very, that was, very that was the joiners' generation, right? Right. So that's when we you know or even or could it, it could have yeah. been even earlier where you're talking like very very high society. So he could have been, you know, because he was active in the twenties and thirties. You know, he could have said to them, "Nobody knows yeah, but, I'm a brother here." But did you well, ever hear the the level? Like, I don't know. It could I would I would see. Yeah, and I, what I'm saying is like he was. We know that he was a DMLA boy. Right. What DMLA boy do you know doesn't know everything about masonry? It just is what it is. Right. These DMLA boys, they just know everything because they're followers. They're around it. Could right. be. They're around it constantly. But what is also the 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 odds of his brother becoming a brother and him not, and him being DMLA? <sighs> It's it's small, especially in that generation. You're right. No, you're right. I, in I that see time him being period, just, him just, it's not yeah, 2023. You're busy and not interested enough to do it. But I don't even think that he right? could so, have literally built anything he wanted in the world. He could have built Disney World and built a lodge. Then what would have hurt him saying, "Hey, I'm a Mason"? I think it would have. I don't think. I think it would have. You think it would have hurt him? If you if you look at it was a Abraham Lincoln. You think it was anti-Masonic sentiment? No, no, no. And it would have affected no, him. No, no. I think what happens is when you have guys who are larger than life characters. They want to own every piece of their success. They don't want to say, "Oh, oh. you only you only became uh, a great, 
you know, in animation because you were a Mason or you only became president because you were a Mason. Abraham Lincoln's documented saying that I didn't want to be a brother until oh, after. I'm going to hit you with my yeah, line hit, with hit, this. Hit me, hit me. Did, did, um, did Richard Freeman, Red Wars for Richard Freeman, did he... Uh, did he like ask you guys or talk about during your grand lecture convention the greatest Masonic title? No, no. Oh come on, he didn't. He didn't. Maybe do that? His brother, like exalted ruler of the world or something like that. No, no. no. Oh man! <laughs> during our grand lecture convention, he comes up. He says, he says, um, I was talking. to was like some of these. What what Masonic body has the best like uh, title? And I was like, oh, I don't know. There's there's quite a few like really cool ones. You know, you have all these great titles. But like in one of the female bodies, there's something called. Um, the Mighty Chosen One. Do you know what body that is? The Mighty Chosen no, One? No. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, <laughs> It's like a female body. It might be like Amaranth or something like that. It could be Amaranth. It's something I don't know. I haven't. But we, the Mighty, I was like, I want to be the Mighty Chosen One. Sheesh. That's a great one. Danny. Sorry my, for digressing. My normal. That's what this place is about. Oh, that's okay. what this podcast is about. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, yeah, yeah. it's a never ending stream of tangents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what makes it beautiful. Because that's what. You it's know, organic. Yeah, but God hit me. Did masonry make the man, or did masonry attract the man that that man was before he was a mason? Oh, yeah, I would go with the latter. That one, right? So, did George Washington became become George Washington because he became a mason, or did George Washington become attracted to masonry because he was the man that George Washington was, and Benjamin Franklin, and everybody else? Absolutely. I don't. I I say that no man. That has is a successful person became a success because of Freemason. If anything, you don't think it has a little bit to do with uh, uh, it, it? It has a way, and and a lot of times too, it's like a shortcut, right? Sometimes with shortcuts, you get to where you're going, but you're you're unprepared. I would say Masonry can be at the most mm-hmm. a stamp of approval, meaning. This person is exactly what he's betraying himself to be. Right. Meaning, if you're a man of good character, Masonry goes, yeah, he is. And we just give him the stamp of approval. Meaning, he he wasn't a good man. He wasn't not a good man before. It's just verifying to the world that he is so good that we are saying... Yes, he is. But I, I feel but like he's not Masonry... taking a bad person no, no. and turning that into a good person. Yeah, it's not possible. I mean, if you're a flawed person, we can help you. Yeah, we can help you get better. Help you <laughs> work on your flaws. Right, but you don't deserve it. Bro. That's not really. But that's we, not don't, really we don't. We don't. No. We don't. Meaning, me and Danny don't sit down and fix your flaws. No, you have to do the work. Yeah, but, but you like, to, yeah, you honestly, have to come here as a good man. Though. I think of myself often when I think about this. I'm like. I don't deserve masonry, and yet we give it to other people who like. Are, sometimes you feel less deserving. So why are we opening the door That's to all big. that? Maybe those elites were who were supposed to have it. Your George Washingtons, the the gentleman that you already spoke about. These were great men. They were already great men. They right. were literally. They said, "Well, hey, listen, we're going to leave our country in comfort. And we're going to start a country. We don't care that there's a uh, yeah, yeah." 
people with rifles going to take it. From and we to try to start a clan bank, and we get our yeah. heads chopped off by the past right. masters. Oh, wait, wait. By yeah, the way, I want to start a new country while I'm at it. Food is, uh, <laughs> food is prevalent. The drinks are flowing. There's ladies. It's a, it's a life. You know, We're very easily, we go to our lodge, we relax, we kick back with the brothers, smoke a cigar outside. It's a good life we're living here. It's so, not like it was. Let me ask you gentlemen something, because touching back to you know Walt Disney and guys like Abraham Lincoln who were in those ties of fraternity right going back to the levelers club which was a prominent club in the city yeah you, guys read, you like, read that book yeah i mean I you had book, guys like babe ruth were mm-hmm. common guys who visited this place they're around brothers now going forward let's let's fast forward because it's something that we talk about in lodge all the time we're always talking about what masonry has done as opposed to what it's doing we're doing a lot bro no but as far as as far as there's stamps. Yeah, we're still in, in doing, history. like, nowadays, we're still doing a shit ton. Tell me. Bro, right away, the Grand Lodge in New York is just, we're raising right now $5 million to put together this dyslexia center for the Scottish Rite in New York City. The first dyslexia center in... in, in uh, where, where did you hear about that? No, I'm part of the I'm part of the team, you know what I'm saying? But, like... Um, He's in the end. No, but this, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, what I'm, I'm the, saying. I'm but how, how come we don't talk about that? Because we, a lot of brothers, when they hear stuff, that they, they're like, oh, my God, I'm part of this. Yeah. Because let me ask you this. Who built Notre Dame? Who was the architect? Quasimodo? Nah. No. I think that, that's, <laughs> that's the name of the guy. That's the point, right? <laughs> the, the point is. Right. The guy. You got to be bigger you know, than an idea. I mean, right. I right. get it. You got to be, be bigger, bigger than, the, than the idea. Yeah. Like, do you, do you, does the common person, somebody knows who the architect, do you know who the architect of the, the, the White House is? I do not. It is documented, though. It's but documented, I don't, I don't but it's not. It it's not common knowledge. Is the point? Is okay. masonry is for masons. Mm-hmm. It's not for the world. Oh, so you that's, already that's mason. Right? Right. We're supposed you to be building mason for your initiation. Is that right. what you're saying? Right. Yeah, I guess I agree with that. You know, you're supposed to be building. You're something. You're called here. Right. You're supposed you to be build something for the world. And if your name becomes out there, it becomes out there. So maybe those those brothers or we don't know if they're brothers those people that frequent those things maybe they were brothers maybe they weren't but we don't know because they said you know what i don't want to detract from what right. masonry is because my name is already a name and he'd say oh well he's only a mason because he is x y and z and he felt it would detract from what masonry does in quiet well, some people live equally And yes, like I do that, agree. You know? I totally do agree that Masonry does a terrible job of the PR stuff. Shriners Hospital does amazing work. Yeah. It's the most beautiful thing that that concordant body does. Hands down, and the grotto, don't get me wrong, but it is the most not visible wrong. the most yeah. visible thing in grotto Masonry. is not visible. Shrine is absolutely right. visible. The most visible thing in Freemasonry, hands down, is the shrine. Nowhere in there. At all, it could take a few words. You know, Shriners Hospital for Children, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the square and compass pops up. Well, this whole thing. Just a little, a little nod. To allude to it. Because right. you know what? Masonry is, is a world of questions. How do you attract somebody if you can't even give them that little, that fingernail in to say, let me ask a question? Right. They don't even know. They have no inkling that you have to be a mason to be a Shriner. They have no idea. Well, the Shrine is making an effort. The Shrine is making an effort to their yeah. defense, bro. They uh, this whole recent like, like um, 
to be a be a man, be a Mason. Mm-hmm. This whole like campaign that they've been doing is that is, is that a then project. or is that uh, the Massachusetts Grand Lodge? Well, no, nah, man. I, I'm not sure what, what exactly which one you're talking about, but the one that's between like the the Scottish Rite essentially and the Grand Lodge New York. Okay, yeah. With, which are the, with, they're selling everybody, and they have all these these incredible artwork. They're doing a really nice job with it. Uh, they got billboards. They're doing really well. That is funded. That's that's the Shriners Hospital. The Shriners are funding that. The Scottish Rite's funding that with the Grand Lodge in New York. That's like their project. So the Shriners making an effort. They really, really are. But you, 100%, they could put the square on compass without uh, offending, you know. I don't know what their idea would be to like stay away from the square and compass. Like I, I get their, I get their worry. Though. I get their worry too because there's so much conspiracy theory with masonry out there that but, uh, might deter people from being like dealing with oh, children. Not it is like, a, remember, <laughs> like just like Grotto, in, in that way, it is a separate fraternity. It's not like part of craft. Yeah, masonry. the mission. The mission. Yeah, is but different. no, but it is. It is a separate fraternity. It's a separate organization. But. You cannot be a Shriner without being a Freemason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have to not. The bloodline is to, there, but it's not the same. Right. Like it's not the same as Royal Arch. They have Arch to tip the hat, to, though. They have to tip the hat. No, but you said so. You know, Mason, we make we make good men better, and then Shrine is like we make better men. We put them to work. Is that what it says? You know what I mean? No, no. I'm just saying that, that's the slogan right there. Oh, though. Yeah, yeah. If you think that up, about you it, sell right? that. <laughs> I'm a bag it up. Put a little C in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, but in, in what theory, if what right? if Grand Lodges did this? What if Grand Lodge has said, every Grand, let's just, because it's easier to work in smaller groups, even though it's not a small group, but what if you took every Grand Lodge in the the United States and said, every Grand Lodge, like, like they're doing with that, that, um, you know, that to be a base and be a man or to be a man. Yeah, I forget exactly what they're calling it. Whatever it's called. They said every Grand Lodge. Oh, not just a man, a Mason. Not just a man, a Mason. Yeah. Right. If they said to every Grand Master. In every jurisdiction that that reaches, let's say even the the UGLE and everything, and they not said, everybody's going to agree, bro. But it's it's general. It's general. It's a very general term. You keep when you hire because the, they're hiring obviously a marketing company yep, marketing to team. make these things, right? A yep. marketing team. You say to them like, listen, this is the brand that is universal through all of recognized masonry. Every Grand Lodge puts in $150,000, dollars a year. Build something for all of us that we can all use. Because that's where we fail, right? The Republic fails because it's individual bodies all moving in their own direction. But that's where you can unify and say, we can use a... Federal so government. it's a great idea in theory, go, but okay. it really is. It uh, is. It's a wonderful thing in theory. In a perfect world, it's like right. theory, but it's like the truth is that the states are different sizes. They have different needs and different abilities. There's just not the so same. So then you pick a small number because you, you look at you look at uh, what they're probably spending on that. Not a man of Mason. It's probably, I don't know, $500,000. It's up there, whatever it is. Right? It's $100,000 a Grand Lodge. So even if they said ten, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a Grand Lodge, Grand Lodges can afford that. They can. I've seen the budgets. I've read through them. I go, we could probably, we could definitely. <laughs> I mean, New York is a is a probably a you know an exception because New York is a very large institution. But you know, Grand you say New York's big. You do what Masons do normally, right? What do other lodges do? Hey, you mind buying a flyer? You mind buying a page in our in our in our in our book? You know, hundred fifty bucks by a, an ad. Lodges do that all the time. You do that to on the one Grand Lodge goes. We're gonna do this. Let me put it out to everybody. You know the suggested donation starts at five thousand. You know you get the little quarter page. You know you whatever. It's tough though. You know look how much trouble we had 
putting a roof on the building. But you, know? you gotta just do it. It's like ripping a bandaid. Yeah, off we at some we point, have. You know? I think we have that mentality, but it's it's tough because you get that we've only we've always done it this way mentality, and you know it's it's you have like gatekeepers and stuff like that that kind of I don't want to say stop progress, but they play it safe, and 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 to their benefit, you know maybe that's why the craft has lasted as long as it has. But we've maintained, we've survived, we has we haven't thrived in a long time. Mm. Speaking of thriving, the only Masonic body that is thriving uh-huh. is the Grotto. <laughs> grotto is the only Woo! Masonic body that is. But growing. I had a black fez up to here. How, how hard is it going to be to get this thing started? Very easy, very very easy. Yeah. The, the starting of a Grotto in Babylon or or in Suffolk County is going to be incredible. Once you guys realize how great it is. You're gonna to want to start another one. I could see Suffolk County. I'm all the way with in. three grottos. We got, we have, we, I've already spoken to a lot of brothers. Yeah, just so you guys know, it. because yeah. it's it, because of the way Long Island is shaped in comparison to the city. It's the same reason that we needed Liar Grotto. It's the same reason we need this grotto in Suffolk County, and then a, so a grotto in Western. I'm sorry, East a grotto in East Suffolk County, and then eventually. Even a grotto out like out east, east. I'm talking about like the Hamptons area, like that. Yeah, the, you do the forks. You do Western um, Suffolk, Central Suffolk, <clears throat> Eastern Suffolk. Yeah, like. You so can you just see are, the way are, it is. Are the Grotto and yeah, Aze- it, what, what was the name again? Aze- mine, mine is Liar Grotto. No, no, prior, prior. Oh, Azim Grotto. Azim, but it, what what's the group? The, the <clears throat> handsomest group. The handsomest Grotto in the realm. Okay, and then Liar. Liar is... Grotto is the tightest Grotto in the realm. Wow. So whatever Babylon, whatever you guys decide, you you could you guys could pick something. The you know? sloppiest Grotto. Put it in nah. your. You're gonna you're gonna write bylaws. You're gonna have a committee mm-hmm. that's gonna get together. And they're gonna uh, <clears throat> elect kind of like officers, president, so vice president, elect secretary, president treasurer, like that. Okay. right? And um, those two officers will be your first kind of like two officers that get elected, probably when you have your like your first elections before your institution. Your institution will be a nice party that you'll put together. You'll, like you'll you'll grab like some hotel rooms for the the grand line who will come here, <clears throat> and you'll put together like a nice day of doing stuff. You know, you could maybe do a golf outing or something, whatever you want to do, and. Uh, you have everybody together. They do. The, they come down. They do the institution, and you have a grotto. It's incredible. All you do is, bro. You start. You got It's just like opening a lodge. You know, the lodge needs an IE number. It needs bank accounts. It needs an address. It needs bylaws. It needs officers. Danny knows I like writing bylaws. There's a yeah. Well, listen. You're, you're gonna be. I, I can tell you right now that if you're involved in this as a young man and a secretary, you'd be the perfect secretary for the for the grotto. If if I was putting together my team, you know. Um, so like we, were, me and Matt were talking about it. Right? Yeah. Me and Matt like the best one-two punch in the game right now. I feel the best what one-two punch. The best one-two in the in, in the That's game. That's a jab right and a cross for yeah. those of you who don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, we're so excited about this. But so this is something you started prior to to um as far as Imagine poking that. around in 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 Suffolk, right? Say it again. As far as trying to um, get something established in Suffolk, is yeah. this is this the, this is the first time we're really giving it a shot? Okay, like we've talked about it, but never actually been about it, and that's right. part of the problem. Gotcha. You know, part of the problem. A lot of guys talk and, and don't be about it, and that's that's huge, and uh, that's a huge issue. Yeah. I, I pride myself in being one of those guys who that's Action. about it wants to do wants to do the work, and um, a lot of guys. Like they take that the wrong way about me, but they got me all wrong, bro. They got me all wrong. They think I'm cocky. They think I'm all about myself. They think I want to be center of attention. Your work I don't want to be center though. of attention. You're not doing the work. Right. You, know, you talk about you want to go to a grotto. You talk about you want a grotto, but you don't want to start a grotto. 
I'm, I'm going to start the grind. I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, like um, there's things that I wanted to do that I didn't do either because I didn't have the balls. This it happens. But you grew from that. Yeah, you grow from these experiences. So that means we're starting a tall Cedars of Lebanon over here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> so, that's a hard no. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this is the only thing I can think of that we haven't had around I here. I think it's wonderful that you want to have a tall cedar. <laughs> and I think it's great. I, I think it's great it that is. there's a tall cedar in Staten Island. <laughs> okay? They have silly hats. And, uh, yes, they have, they have the silliest hat in all of masonry. <laughs> that is correct. All right? And I'm not going to sit here and hate on them because some of my best friends are these guys. I'm, th- I'm thinking of you, Peter Fleehan. But uh, <laughs> there, well, Grotto fills the need. Mm-hmm. Let's just yo, let's do this Grotto thing. Let's get it going. I don't even have anything against these people. I don't even know. I just <laughs> that's like one of the things I have not joined is that. I had a nerve on that one. I like Grotto. <laughs> Grotto man. I don't even know I'm, what the tall I'm, seat I'm is. I've, I've, I've lightly researched them. I just yeah. I was like, what is the one thing that I haven't ever seen in New York? And it was a tall seat. I think there was one tall seaters in Manhattan. There's one. No, the, well, the, the only one I know of is Staten Island. There's, there's another one upstate. Okay. There's All actually right. there's a couple upstate. And okay. there's uh, Staten Island. So how does this happen? So let's say we're, we're having this meeting. We're gonna have an organizational right? meeting, and hopefully we're gonna have organizational meetings with the top people every two weeks. Okay. And so like. We just pick a day when we go can all get together. And this this team is gonna you got this organizational team will have a president, vice president, and then anybody else who wants to come, mm-hmm. it'd be a be a piece. Is that is that something that's voted on first? Yeah, you guys are gonna like vote on it. You guys okay. are gonna say, Okay, um I nominate like, you know, uh, I wanna be the leader of this group, you know, or we'll say, Hey, this is uh Dan. Dan's gonna be the president of this organization. We need a vice president. We need a uh I was the president of mine because I was the guy starting the grotto, you know? So the person who I hand that box to with all of the ingredients for a grotto, that's going to be your president. He's the person who's going to hard charge this. And yes, 100%, I'm going to be with you every step of the way till the day we're instituted. But but like, uh, there's got to be a leader. There's got to be someone who says, right. this is my baby. I'm not the I'm not the monarch of La Grotto anymore. Scott Bisioni is. It's still my baby. My name's on the charter. Your name your name's going to be on the charter for the rest of your life. So... That has to matter to you, bro. That's oh. has to matter to you. Think about your Blue Lodge, right? Babylon Lodge. What year was it? What 18, year was it instituted? 1884, 1887. 1887. Bro, imagine being on that squad, that team that brought that lodge together. That's crazy. That's what you're doing in a modern sense. Yeah. Now, I know you might say, oh, Grotto's for fun, and Grotto's this, Grotto's that. Nah. It's a Masonic body that is what you make it. So, bro, if that's a... If that's a uh, an organization that's going to do incredible things and 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 raise money for for kids with special needs and, and pay for their dental work, or I don't know, send some kid to college. Who knows? You're, you're dramatically changing people's lives. You're changing going lives, to right. you are going to affect people on a dramatic level, and your name will be on that charter in a hundred years. They'll be saying, "Who's Dan M? What's that? You know, your name's on that charter." They're going to be like, Frank Sforza. And then some old man will be like, oh, I hated that guy. <laughs> Cocky bastard. <laughs> handsome mother... But well, it, handsome. You know, you know what's funny? Like, it's, it, it's, it's all about the brothers. Like, it's not always about... And, oh, man, this is like a perfect... Like, uh, You've held a lot of titles. Too many titles. You've held a lot of titles in your Masonic. Pan Am champion 2015. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say <laughs> it. Four-time Grapples Quest world champion. There you go. In, in, oh, we're in, talking about Masonry? I'm all, sorry, bro. In, uh, yeah. Sorry, bro. It's my bad. It's my bad. Undefeated amateur boxer. I love it. 
Oh, God. Breaker of Chains, Mother of Dragons. <laughs> North American Grappling Association, Long Island Champion, 2018. <laughs> Two days training. Just saying. Bro, well, real quick. I'm, I digress one second, then mm -hmm. I'll go back. I just want to show off a little bit. In 2018, I just came off an injury. And I, I, was just, I would come back to the gym. I come back to the gym. I say, hey, how's it going? I look down at the, at the, at the table, and there's a little flyer. Oh, the North American Grappling Association. They call it Naga. They're having a tournament on Long Island. I used to, I used to like not go to their tournaments because they never had tournaments on Long Island. I'm like, oh, it's a tournament on Long Island. Huh, I guess I'll go. Two days training, I went and I won the whole thing. Um, they didn't have, in my division, they moved me to the next belt level. So I was a purple belt and I won the brown belt tournament in 2018. Nice, nice, nice. These guys were mad at me. <laughs> They were how, mad. How dare you? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you've. Uh, how old are you? Um, I turned forty-one in May. Okay, so you're so a few May, years older than me. So we were in high school at the same time. Which is nice. a surprise. You're a Lindenhurst guy. Yeah, I grew Dog up. Pal. This is actually the house I grew up in. You grew up here. Yeah, I grew up here, bro. That's what neighbors. Yep, yep, yep. Crazy. So, uh, the, did you ever wrestle? I didn't wrestle. I wrestled when I was in middle school. I played football and I played track. Did you know Jerry Blee? Yeah, play football with Jerry. Yeah, so me, Jerry's Blee a cop. And I, Jerry, Jerry believes a cop in Amazon. He's a cop. He's a sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I gotta say hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry's a good guy. Yeah, we wrestled. Um, once upon a time, like in the county, I think it was in the county <laughs> county tournament. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's great. A couple, the guy that was my age was uh, Charlie Taylor. I don't know. Couple, he was Charlie was a couple. He was my. He was literally my age. But uh, so were you, bro? Young. You got to tell him that you know me. Oh, I will now, yeah. Jerry, yeah, well, not, no, not the other guy. <laughs> uh, Jerry, yeah, no, Jerry. I see Jerry all the time. Jerry was a city cop too. So uh, his mom was my fifth. I don't, grade. I don't judge them. I don't judge them. Yeah, Jer Jerry's mom was my fifth grade teacher. My fifth grade uh, uh, school teacher. Well, I say small world, but we grew up like a mile apart. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a small world. Yeah, well, but... there's Hamilton right next to each other. Yeah, Copeg is like a little like afterthought. You know? <laughs> it is. It is. Copeg is like an annexation of both towns. <laughs> Right. Abbottville and Nurse have been at war for 200 years over over uh, <laughs> Copeg being their property. That's why there's no Copeg Lodge. Abbottville Lodge in Babylon. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. My, my grandfather was actually a member in Amityville. Yeah, lived bro, in Copeg. I'm, I'm going to wind up in Amityville Lodge at some point. It's so close to my house. And as I get older, I'm not going to want to go to Rockville Center. At no, some point, just, I'm going to end up in Amityville You should Lodge. just drive another five minutes and get to Babylon. Yo, I like Babylon too. I really do. And Babylon Lodge is my first like Masonic experience. So that, that lodge holds a, <laughs> a little special bit. Place yeah, we need you over here. It's about brother. ten minutes down the road. It's not even that. It's not even that far. It's worth. You it. got yo. If you guys spent, if you spent, that's the thing. When you spend too much time with me, you won't like me. That's the problem. That's I not don't, true. I don't think so. It's true. Like, like right me, now, we're like, oh, this is he's so nah, nice. We I love uh, tomorrow, you'd be like that guy was an asshole. Listen, I, we have a lot of. <laughs> I love all the brothers in our lodge, but we we have a lot of very strong personalities in our lodge, and uh, I think it's essential. Oh God! Yeah, because it keeps you, it keeps you, like, in check, you know, and it's inspiring also because it's like to to see that I love that, you know what? Be your biggest fan and speak it into existence as well, bro. You know, yo, I, I love that so much. That's that mental alchemy we create our life, right? I, bro, not even. Let me tell you something straight up. Not even how many years ago I, I was I was in debt out my ass in and out of, in and out of work. Kids popping out of my wife left and right, <laughs> and I have no I mean, idea. Kind of your Listen, fault too. I'm, I'm straight up. No, but it is, and that's that carnal nature, bro, of why I was doing that. I was creating this destiny for myself. This, this, 
happen 100 and as i when i became a mason i started doing the work the masonic work and i bro I, I, they oh frank you're always patting yourself on the back no i'm telling you i did this i did the masonic work i read the books i memorized the ritual i delivered the ritual i helped out in the lodge wow, i was a, i was a, I, I took masonry and I, and I put the brand and i said this is my like I'm, I'm i'm in this now this is part of me and i was able to to use alchemy to create this life that I have manifest, for myself, right. yeah, we we manifested this. We we we, we breathed this into existence. I was going nowhere, and suddenly I, I I decide one day I'm gonna leave my job that I've been doing for 17 years. Like I was in the restaurant business 17 years after high school because I had no idea what I was gonna do with my life, and I just ended up in the restaurant business, right? And I'm like, I'm gonna leave my business and I'm gonna go work for Frito Lay in a job. I have three kids at home, three small kids, and I'm going to go do a job that I've never done before. I have no clue what's going on. I'm going to drive a truck and deliver potato chips. I have no clue, but they trained me and they taught me this, right? I trusted God and I followed the path and I kept doing the work. Oof. Now, not just in not just in, in masonry, but in, in the in the business. I became a trainer. I became like, I, I did everything they told me to do. I would learn and just study and use my working tools. I would call it, you know, when I'm doing my pre, my pre-meeting checks, I'm like going through it. Like, because I want to be able to know everything there is to know about my job. And then one day when I had the money, right, my, my, um, God rest of soul, my wife's grandparents passed away and they left her a little bit of money. We took some of that and we bought a route. And now I own my own business. Now I make three times my income. Now I'm able to afford everything I want. It's beautiful. You know, this is not something that's like, oh, uh, he got lucky. Bro, you do the hard you work. Do the work. The spiritual work. I, bro, I wake up at 2.45 in the morning every day. I go to work. I'm home around 10 a.m., right? After I load my truck, place my orders for the next like the next couple of days, whatever it is. You know what I do after that? I sit down and I read. I look at I look at my Masonic book. And I'm reading. I'm usually, I'm right now I'm on the 11th course, right? So I'm reading, right? And then I'll usually say a prayer or I'll meditate on like what I just read. Right? Try to like inculcate or get whatever message was supposed to be coming to me. Then I rehearse. After I rehearse, I go to the gym. After I go to the gym... I come home, I take a shower, I meditate a little bit, and then like I have like some Masonic busy work or something I have to be doing. I have emails I have to go out or right. make phone calls I have to make or, you know, the, I have Facebook pa pa pages that are Masonic that I have to manage. I manage Sasha Lone Beach, Limburg, Massapequa, uh, Long Island Chapter of Rose Croix, and Lyra Grotto. So like I'm... I'm busy. Not, well, it's not necessarily <laughs> busy. It only takes a few minutes. But like... I, you have to be creative. You, you have to have engagement. Yeah, yeah but no, and no. I but a few that, minutes for you, though, you're a thousand percent invested. So yeah, you it's have not, to. It's not just lazy mm. work that you're throwing out there. I have a little bit of lunch. I have something. I spend some time with the kids. It might be time to go to lodge. It might be time to go to bed. That's my day. You have to break it up. You have to make it work. You have to have a plan. You have to be with intention and have that positive affirmation of every single day. Every day I wake up, it's a gift, and I'm thankful to God the opportunity to breathe again, and I'm going to kick this day's ass. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, on an external tip, um, a lot of people need the 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? The oh my goodness, it's slipping me. But when 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 a lot of people need that outside influence to say, "Hey, you're doing a good job." No, but nobody but tells me that. When nobody tells you that, and you're your biggest fan and you're speaking it after ritual they always do but that's the thing is when you shine so bright you're going to create shadows yeah constantly and, and that's what you only see the shadow when your back is towards the light you grotto stay towards study. that grotto is a study of the shadow self okay grotto is like your ability to like really... reassurance is what i was looking for yeah yeah, yeah. No, no no it is right. it is absolutely um 
when you're when you're like faced with these these turmoils and these, these these things that we do deal with every day in our life, how are you going to react? Right. What part of that? What part of that exists in you? Where like, um, are you able to enjoy an alcoholic beverage without getting drunk and not getting sloppy and stupid without without going out and calling for a hooker or, or, shadow or going work. and buying you know cocaine or something crazy? You know. Right. Right. Or are, are you able to? Would you Would you get up in front of a thousand people and just tell a joke, make a make a toast like this? That, that part of you that you're going to challenge, that's how you grow. By keeping that shadow self in the shadow, that's not, you're not going to be able safe. to advance yourself. You're surviving, you're not yeah, thriving. You're exactly, you're not thriving. But like, and it goes back to, you know, our conversation prior to Matt hitting record. I mean, just to see the process of you getting ready was so pure. And somebody I look up to, and, and just to see you grow in your Masonic career, I mean, it's like, you just you you were you were vulnerable in a state. This you is said, the end hey. of the Masonic career after this podcast. No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> but you you were you were vulnerable. Hey, listen, I'm a little nervous, and I'm like, what? This what are you you you're nervous? And then to see you handle it with grace. This has been a great episode, you know, to to be a part of. Just to see how you handle yourself. You you don't wear it on your sleeve. It's just it's game time. All right. This is who I am. This oh, no, is I, love I, am. I love it. I love it. I'm not it. apologetic about that. These guys want me to apologize, and I refuse. I'm not that guy. No, but because I'm it's, me. It's, that's a big part of masonry that I feel like it's been lost. Is like guys they try to put a front up. Yeah. You know. I was going to ask you this before. I was going to ask you before. You you've done a lot in your short masonic career. And it's not to be. That's no, not no. You're right. Not to be a. No, you're right. That is not to be. I've done a lot in a short time. And right. You're so right. and so have I. Less like, than ten I, years. I mean, like for me, it was like I I elevated to master very quickly, and then took over the the um, the secretary spot and then pumped the brakes. But there's a lot of brothers that have that energy and have that time and can fit it in and can work the twenty four inch gauge and fit that stuff in and keep going. I had to take a little bit of a pump, and now I'm starting to like. Now I'm doing. Scottish right, York right, I'm doing all that other stuff. And Grotto, yeah. And Grotto, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. So I guess my question to you is, do you feel like masonry, like it, it has a an air of title chasers to it? Oh, I hope not, bro, but it does. It does. It, it is, but it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not 100% a bad thing. It's not It's not in a way if you, if you title chase, but you can't then produce. If you're just trying to check boxes all the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know a guy like that. Yeah, and, no, and there, sure. there's, there are some brothers that are really good at doing that. They're just like, I'm gonna do this, and they and they bang it out. But from my personal perspective, was if I'm gonna hold this apron, meaning if it's a past master's apron, if it's a past high priest apron, if it's a past whatever apron, I'm not disappearing. Like to me, being a past master. And sitting in past masters meetings is just as important to me as it was sitting in the East, wow. because you're you're that that legacy, right. you're that 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 institutional that institutional knowledge right. that's sitting there and giving. Because brothers are saying, "Why don't you write a manual for this?" Because brothers have asked me to do that. They're like, "Why don't you write a manual for?" The senior deacon, write a manual for the junior deacon, write a manual for the master, write a manual for the secretary. Yeah, well, you you do need manuals that exists. for the secretary. It's in the you it's do in the need. Gauge it is the, the secretary and treasurer. <laughs> yes, the secretary uh, secretary manual, treasurer's manual. But you know, and the other the other 
even the the worshipful master, they, there's books, you know, the master's yeah. guide and all yep. that. You know, the black, there's a Ward's the black course book, of the Grand yeah, Lodge, yeah, yeah, the black book, and all and that. The stuff. Robert R. Livingston Masonic Library. There's a course for each of those. You know, but on a, a lodge level, there isn't something when when you have Babylon Lodge, when you have Jephthah Lodge, when you have South Shore Long Beach Lodge, your past masters are your institutional knowledge. This is how this lodge. You hear that, George? <laughs> right? It's that that is Love how you, bro. that is how your lodge does things. It's the other stuff is how are you supposed to do it in masonry? But your past masters are this is how we do it. Mm. This is how we hold our events. This yeah, is how this holders. is how we present masonry to our community. Yeah. Yeah. And that has been as important, if not more important to me, as it's been to be in the East. You also, you're, you're a gatekeeper, too, in, that, in essence, because, yes, we can, we can collect accolades, we could chase aprons, and our Masonic career can be great. But masonry itself isn't better off with mm. you in it because the Blue Lodge is the most important house, right? Again, it goes back to the members that you're bringing in, the members that you're cultivating. And and is, is, is your Blue Lodge thriving because of you? Because, again, once you're worshipful master, okay, had a good year. But well, we the have pat, to do you, know, more. You, you maintain that. That that quality of of the experience mm -hmm. as well, but um, riddle me this: Blue Lodge has to provide more than just we are just the place you must maintain membership uh, to to be able to be a part Blue of the rest of Blue Lodge this. has the the biggest spectrum. Mm -hmm. They have a gigantic spectrum. They do it all because right. they're able to touch on everything because their degrees. Right, but are we the, are we providing that? Are, no, we, well, well, are we saying it goes, like, it goes lodge to lodge? It goes lodge right. to lodge. But yeah. what I'm saying, like, we as Masons, and every lodge that may be lacking needs to look at that and go, okay, there are a lot of brothers, and I've met them, they've joined Blue Lodges just because they wanted, their friend was very active in Scottish Raider, very active in the Royal Lodge, very active in Shrine. And they're only checking the box of Blue Lodge because they want to get somewhere else. Hmm. And they're not, they're not, appreciating what we are providing. Yeah, I hope that's not happening, bro, because I haven't really It does that. happen. Yeah. I've, I've met several brothers that have flat they out said they, me. They like, guys have said flat you, out like, said me. I want to be a Shriner. I my be, best, I my best friends in the Shrine. Okay. They've said my best I friends in the Shrine. I that. I want to do that. I'm a, but... You know they're not going to serve the craft. I get that. Yeah. So, I get that. I see And I feel feeling. like that's that's happened a lot yeah. through the years, and it, that's fine. If that's where they... That's, that's their ultimate goal... But we need to show them that, that, hey, listen, there's a lot going on in the Blue Lodge that you will enjoy. And you, you by all means, go on and join whatever other organization you want to join and yeah. have fun, you know. But we have a lot of brothers that have joined. Um, and I'm sure a lot of masons like that. They join just because they want to spend time in another organization, and well, this I, is just I, the checkbox. Yeah, this you're is right. the this yeah. is the uh, well, the you, the line on the petition if to get join, to the other if stuff. If you join Blue Lodge just to join the Grotto, you're creating negative karma for yourself. Right. Here's why: Grotto is a reward for work well done. Grotto like is not that. a Grotto's not something you don't. You know, like we're that. not going to Grotto to work. You know, what I mean, we might do a little bit of work here and there, charity, some ritual. But like the truth is, you're not. You're going to grow out to have a good time, to enjoy yourself, to enjoy the superfluidities. If you take that, if you take that reward, 
you take that payment without without uh, doing the actual work in the in the Blue Lodge and the Scottish Rite and the York Rite, one wow. way or another, you are creating negative karma for yourself. Yo, what 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 time did that? That's and, a timestamp right there. <laughs> and guys will say, "Oh, there's nothing esoteric about Grotto." And I go like this. I go like this, bro. Tell that to these guys from 1890. They'll laugh in your face. Oh yeah. Come on, bro. But these you know guys were masons. They knew what the hell they were doing. In, in dealing with some of the new, newer members, I've had this conversation numerous times where, you know, I asked them, why did you join? And then they say whatever the reason is. And then I asked them, okay, have you experienced that thus far? And they say, no. And I'm like, okay, well, it's up to you because obviously you're a fan of the craft. Yeah, but I want this deeper explained. And I'm, I said, okay, well, you're, you're in a place of knowledge right now. Do the research and create. You have to be the brother that you needed as an entered apprentice. I like that. You know what I mean? And that that's that's as 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 pure as it gets. Be the brother that you needed. Create the experience that you wanted. Yeah. Because it's here. It is what you make it. That's outstanding. Beautiful. Wow. That's a great place to end it. <laughs> it is getting late for myself. I'm getting, yeah, I'm yeah, getting tired. Yeah. Frank, thank you guys. Yeah, you're brother, so, it's been a real thank pleasure, you all man. For joining us. I hope I said everything I wanted to say. You about, did about great Grotto. job, bro. Welcome. I, uh, your first, yeah, natural. Your first, second, first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> may your cornerstone be level, square, and true, and may your journey through Freemasonry always be aged in the barrel of life. Thank you, brothers. Good night.